Chris is here. I made it. <laughs> All right, now I'm just waiting on uh, Sergio to get here. <clears throat> well, I'm busy AFK farming some forges on a 337 more like. Hey, I see it. I see. Yeah, you gotta get. You gotta catch up on there. I got like, I think 500 database right now. Oh man, you're right. You actually, you grinding, man. You ready for Shadow Keep? I know. I'm yeah, just putting it down in there. Yeah, Sergio. All right, you ready, guys? I'm ready to go. Ready as I'll ever be. Sir. All right, all right, and we are live. Welcome to the LCR, episode three. We're all back at the round table on the last CD's day. And joining me today are two of the most outstanding guys I'm excited to introduce. That being said, we got a lot to talk about, so we're going to get right to it. So I want to introduce a lord who has been uh, living the Destiny and MMORPG experience. He also reps the Lords of Divinity. Plan on Destiny. Store has been known for his great humor and determination and is the leader of the Drunk Crucible playing movement. Hey, then. My man, Ronan503. Yeah, How you cool. doing, man? All right, man. You know, definitely not uh, definitely not Drunk Crucible at the moment. And I'm going to try my best <laughs> not to be funny, so let's do this. <laughs> all right, all right. So, and I also want to introduce a gamer who lives for the Xbox experience and a downright lover of a triple A big game release who tells you what you need to hear. My man making his debut in the realm of the city. Beloved Sergio. How you doing, man? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Um, doing good. Uh, man, I've been rocking Xbox. Man, since the the OG, well, you know what? I played the original. The 360 really was like my first love for a console. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, I love. There's a lot of Xbox games. I really love, you know, the Halo series and everything like that. I love playing that. That was just like my favorite. Yeah, I've been thinking so, about um, digging my 360 mm-hmm. out of the closet. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was watching. Uh, I was watching a thing they were talking about. I was watching that Bungie documentary that mm-hmm. they put on um, last week, I think it was, and they were going through like all the old Halo games, man. And I was just sitting there looking at it, like, yeah, yeah, I need to hook you back up. Yeah, man, that that documentary was something. You know, seeing just the, their whole history of you know them going, you know, from starting all the way out. Was I think it was back in nineteen ninety nine and going through. You know, to what they are today, it's just amazing how the the transition and everything, and how their whole you know studio has evolved since then. Yeah, if it wasn't Pretty. for um, you know getting Combat Evolved on launch with that original Xbox, man, I don't think I'd be like the Destiny fanatic that I am today. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So, guys, we got some we got some good topics. Um, so apparently, Nintendo is the Nintendo Switch is actually getting a update for its uh, its original Switch because they just dropped the Nintendo Lite. Um, that was, I guess they just announced it this week. I've been seeing it, and um, it looks like they got a, an update on the original one coming, and it it seems like they got a new CPU, a, st- a new storage, um, new chips that could mean. Um, fewer slowdown times, faster loading times, and longer battery, longer battery life, and less heating. So, what you guys think about that? You think it's time for uh, Nintendo to step step the game up when it comes um, to this uh, next gen? Yeah, I think it's kind of amazing, just because you know, not I, I love video games, but I'm, I'm also kind of a uh, a PC nerd too. But I don't do any PC gaming. I just like to build them, and uh, having a VNAND. Uh, storage hard drive the thing is pretty pretty crazy to see that on a console because um don't know if any of the listeners know but vnand is 
basically a processor that's embedded into the hard drive. So it allows for quicker read and write times. So in this case, from what I've been reading, it's just, I mean, that loading, it should be kind of a obsolete thing um, going forward with some of these consoles. So um, the, the, the hardware upgrade to the biggest thing I'm looking forward to. Yeah, definitely. What's your take on it, Ronnie? What you think about it? Uh, as far as it specifically goes, I think it's basically just to keep it in line with what they're doing with the light because they don't want the light to come out and run games at smoother frame rates than the flagship Switch does. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, they're going to have to do something because the Switch that I got, I mean, it runs fine most of the time, but yeah, it gets blazing hot when you're trying to run like Breath of the Wild or something on there. And, it does, yeah. it does, it does, it does. Yeah. It, it's like, uh, I'm intrigued by the light just form factor wise because sometimes like, I don't really like playing, say, Breath of the Wild in like handheld, but sometimes you'll want to just be like, oh, I got to go to bed, it's work tomorrow, right? And I'm just going to go lay down and grind out a little bit, you know, surf down a mountain on my shield or whatever. And exactly, it, it's like after about like 15 minutes, I've noticed that I can't feel my hands anymore. I'm just holding it in front of me. <laughs> so, you know, having that just even the slightest difference in weight makes all the difference in the world with those things. And so, yeah, I'm kind of hyped for it. And if I could get a new switch later on that has any kind of better performance, because Nintendo does a great job on their games about compressing them and streamlining them and getting everything to fit in the smallest gigs possible and running like a charm. Right. But you play some of those bigger triple a Wolfenstein kind of games on there and it's, it can be a little dicey sometimes. I've noticed that when I was playing Doom, you know, that, that, um, playing the Doom to switch that, that actually, yeah, after a while it would start warming up, <laughs> being nice and toasty on the, on the handheld. So, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you guys on that. You know, to have this actually come into play, it's been needed because I think their, I think their chip has been at least about four years old, if I'm not mistaken. And it's, it's about time for them to start, you know, refreshing and upgrading it, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, especially if they don't have any, sorry, man, if they don't have any, uh, you know, ambitions to release like a pro model to divide their user base, which I don't think they're really ever going to do. They might further down the road, but for now, they just want to keep everything right in the box. And so I think yeah, it's, well, it's also been interesting their take on um, having mature rated content too, which you know, like Resident Evil's on the Switch now. You can get Mortal Kombat, the newest one on the Switch, and those. Those have pretty pretty intense uh, graphics, uh, cinematic cutscenes, and um, my switch doesn't doesn't last very long. So the, the yeah. upgrade is needed. Yeah, and especially you know all of these new games that's coming out soon. You know, there's a lot of new games that's getting ready to hit soon. Of course, Animal Crossing they got to prepare for that, and they had to delay that. Um, you know. And I think it what's what I think is it's actually good because now they can actually focus on okay we know we got a big fan base for the original Switch users we got a whole lot of people who's bought it so let's try to go ahead and upgrade it so that way when we do bring out Animal Crossing knowing that how big that game is we are we already gonna have they're gonna have the battery life support the loading times will be better they have more storage so that way and you know. They can put more games on there and, and don't have to worry about, you know, oh, I have to delete something because I, you know, just to play something else. So I, I really think this is a strong move for them. Now, I do know that they have been rumoring about the uh, Nintendo Switch Pro. What do you think? What do you guys think about that? You think it's going to be probably far out next year or when the next consoles launch or I think once the official announcement for Sony's PlayStation 5 and the subsequent um, Project Scarlet that's coming out, I feel like once those once those specs for Sony are solidified and we see what Microsoft does with the, uh, the Scarlet, um, that's when I think Nintendo will drop drop. <clears throat> drop a dice and say, well, this is what we have coming out afterwards. You know, it, it makes sense for them to have a pro 
and let's say the switch that's out right now, it's your intermediate, and then the switch light would be like more geared towards kids trying to replace the the DS, you know, consoles. No, exactly. Yeah, and this is going to be like, I think if you look at that timeline too, by the time a Switch Pro comes out, if you wait until next fall to even like, you know, basically announce it, that's going to be what, four years now into the Switch lifespan at that point, just about. And yeah. if you add another year onto that, then you're looking at what the Pro actually be in whatever the new Nintendo Switch, you know, which would basically be a Switch 2, but they might just rebrand it like they did the 3DS line, where it wasn't like 3DS 2, 3DS 3, it was just like new 3DS with this added stuff and this beefier Man, hardware. I, I'll tell you, when that came out, I was so mad because I had went to GameStop and traded everything in Little did they know or tell me that you're supposed to keep your own charger. <laughs> it doesn't come with it. <laughs> so there I am buying basically back my charger because they had put it on the shelf as a used charger. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So, right. Yeah. But you, yeah, and like I said, that is that to me. You know, I I definitely agree with you guys because if they. It would be a smart business move to go ahead and launch it during the time that, uh, you know, or at least announce it during the time that, uh, <laughs> know where we got this, but we keep going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm gonna just wait for Chris to get back, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for watching, and uh, we're gonna keep rolling. Remember, guys. Favorite and share, you know we're live, so definitely uh check us out and tell a friend, tell a friend. But yeah, I definitely think that uh that's actually something that uh would definitely benefit us in the in the future when it comes to Nintendo fans and people who love Switch and everything like that going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. What happened? Yeah, we we had knocked out. That was my that was my bad. But we're gonna keep rolling. So uh, to continue my point about the switch, it's a good move uh, for them to you know continue to bring it. it. It's a good marketing move to bring it out during the time that all the next gen consoles are coming out. So that way, or at least announce it. Say, okay, we're gonna do it. Uh, we're going to start launching it fall 20, you know, 2020 or something like that. You know, which usually they like to market their stuff around December-ish, you know, the holiday season. Yeah, I totally, yeah I totally think they're going to do exactly what they did last time. Is they're going to let the big boys get their stuff out of the way and let them play their little game, right? And then they are going to just slip right in. I think they proved last time that Everybody else, including myself, was I took the day off work and I went and stood in line outside Target on launch day to get that thing, right? And uh-huh. it was in, what was it, March, I think, late February, early mm-hmm. March, like that. And it was yeah. just, it was perfect, man, because of the big holiday stuff was out of the way. Everybody's taxes were coming in, you know, they were starting yeah, to get all that right. stuff done. And it was just, uh, even at Target, it was like a mad rush, you know, those of us that, that know about this crap who stood in line at Best Buy for like 12 hours mm-hmm. to get a 360 back in the day I already knew it's like all right well you better better get up there and get to it and yeah. when I got when I got in line there was only like maybe 20 people in line and they only had like I think 30 switches total right and so people lined up behind me they're like that's the last one we got and by the time they opened the doors and we got back there there was a line from electronics all the way out the door back to the front and I was wow. carrying mine out and they were having to turn people away, you know, and you're going out of the parking lot and people are looking at you and you got your little bag with obviously not a <laughs> Nintendo switch in it. And they're all eyeballing you and it's like, just get to the truck, just get to the truck, get in there, let's get out of here. And, uh, <laughs> it was like, I mean, that was just perfect timing, man. You were over the stress of the holidays. You didn't have to worry about all the things that uh-huh. you, you're buying your family and your friends and you know, yourself on black Friday, maybe. And, uh, it was, it was just perfect. And I think that's what they'll do again. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. So moving on, that's gonna be good. Nice. So 
E3 2019, guys. We've seen what happened. We've seen a lot of stuff that's coming out, and the majority of things are really coming out in 2020. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts, and what was your favorite – what was one of your favorite games that you've seen on uh, them showcase and any of the, any of the conferences? Yeah, you go ahead, Sergio. I'll catch up. Um, Reeves game, man. That thing looks – Insane. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, did he drop out? Looks like we might have lost somebody. So, I'll uh, okay. So I'll re I'll reconnect this. All right. On everyone. All right. Just waiting for Sergio. Yeah, it was like, uh, I was like, what just happened? Yeah, I was like, here we go again. <laughs> About the same time, my cat started tearing up something across the thing. Can't believe the no, food bowls are already empty, and so now they're staging a small riot. I think <laughs> they're trying to they're trying to plan a raid or something. Yeah, yeah. I was getting a cold shoulder all night last night. I was like, what's wrong with you? What am I? What have I done? And then I got it this morning. I looked at her dish, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I, I know what I did." It's <laughs> taken me half the day to get back in her good graces, and it lasted for about twenty minutes. And all of a sudden, I was being treated like crap again. And I was like, "Why is this?" And I was like, "Oh, look at your dish." Yeah. All right, Sergio. So, what, what was you saying again? I think you had knocked out. Yeah, I knocked out. But I just think, like I was saying, the. Um... Uh, CD Projekt, um, the Cyberpunk 2077. Um, I think that's going to be a pretty cool, pretty cool game to me. Um, it's a very, it, it's a, it's an RPG. I'm not really a big RPG fan, but I'm also a big Keanu Reeves fan. So, mm-hmm. um, I think this game is going to be kind of a. It, it kind of reminds me of, from the gameplay that I've seen. It kind of reminds me of the movie Ready Player One. Because it's like set, it's set right in the future, so um, yeah, yeah, that yeah, that game looks really good, man. Yeah, I think that's gonna be a big, that's gonna be a big one. Um, that's gonna that's gonna hit us. And it, it looks this looks like it's gonna be a lot of content. You know, I've heard from people who's got a chance to kind of sit down. They really liked it. I think a lot of people were saying they just want. Uh, the gunplay to be a little bit cleaner, you know, but other than that, everything else looks great, you know, from what they're saying. Yeah, that's so far out, too. Before it comes out, the gunplay and stuff like that, I mean, that's still in the stages of what they're going to be, like, you know, fine-tuning between now and then. They're definitely one of the studios, I think, that's the foundation is built, the world is built, all the things get layered on top of each other, and then as they get into it, the gameplay is going to start to come together. I won't even be upset if the gunplay in it stays a little bit on the rusty side because for starters it's not a straight first person shooter like Call of Duty or Destiny or Halo or whatever right Uh so I mean that's to be expected if you look at like Witcher 3 it it played fine but the sword play was not the best part of that game the best part of that game was the world and the immersiveness yeah the storyline kind of made up for that Mm -hmm. and I think it'll be the same thing with that yeah, and yeah. Um, I can't remember. Was it E three twenty eighteen where they announced The Last of Us Part Two? Uh, wasn't it? I thought it was. I don't think it was this one. Oh, twenty eighteen was the one where they had the the that weird setup with the four distinct areas, and the one was the church, like Last of Us. So I think it had been announced prior to that E3 anyway, because they already the had. I bring that up is that I I mean, I've been waiting for that game to come out for so long. Yeah, I think a lot of people has been waiting for that too, and it, you know, for them that yeah, and that's one of that's a big that's going to be a big one, you know, that hit them, and I'm thinking it's probably going to be out this uh, next year. For certain, it's probably going to be out next year, because you know they're still working on that. They're still working on Ghost of Tsushima. We haven't we haven't gotten another trailer since um, it seemed like since E3, I believe. 
Yeah, the uh, Ghost of Tsushima thing. They uh, there's like small rumblings going on that that game might actually end up getting canceled. Wow, and that game looks so good too. Yeah, it looks amazing, but I think that also might be a rumor that points to the fact that getting canceled for PS4 and then coming out on PS5 because that looks like a that looks like it's going to push the system to the limits of what it can do. Yeah, I mean, just the visual effects of the game, it looks like, yeah, it's going to, you're going to need, uh, you're going to need PS5 next generation for that, because the, the graphics are stunning, man, I mean, it's, I'm like, yeah, it's going to have to, it's not going to be able to run on that right now. No, and I could see that it's going to need a lot of that, uh, that background non-loading stuff that Sergio was talking about a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Definitely. What you think about that and the last one, the last one, sir? Do you think it's going to be next gen? Uh, I I want to say the Last of Us. They've been teasing it for so long, man. I want to say that that one's just going to be at the cusp of the next gen console before it comes out. It's it, it should be available for both. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I, that's yeah. my opinion on it. I I don't know, man. I, I'm really weird about Sony. As I told you before, I'm a, I'm a title buyer. I only buy a PlayStation when there's something I really want to play. Other than that, I just can't, I can't get into it. I can't get into it, but I make sure I play all the big titles on it, though. Um, they got a lot of nice titles, especially that's coming up. You know, they do, man. They do, man. They I, I loved uh, all the Uncharted. The Detroit Become Human was an amazing game. If you haven't played it, that one's awesome. Um, but no, I, I really think it, it, it. those should at least be, yes, a PS5 next console release. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that The Last of Us Part 2 is going to be the bridge because obviously Death Strand is not going to be right there. You got a date nailed in for that. But The Last of Us, I could definitely see. I don't see that being there their like February, March release like they've done with like say Horizon and uh, Days Gone, you know, I don't doubt that there'll still be something slip in there, but that Last of Us is going to have to be come out next I could totally see that happening and then when, yeah. when PS5 comes out, instead of releasing a whole new SKU of it, they'll just if you already have Last of Us Part 2, throw it in your PS5 and see what happens. Just to give people an early bait to be like, oh, gosh, what are they talking about? Yeah. I don't know why people keep on saying, you know, I've seen people keep on saying, oh, yeah, you know, the PS5 is not coming out until 2021. But it's like, no, because if you think about it, the chip that they're going to use, that's the newest chip that they got right now. You know? Yeah, it's not even out yet. Yeah, it's not. They're not going to wait until the next, the year after next to release that, because by then, you know, Everything else, that chip is going to be dated out. It's going to be outdated now. You know, so I, it's, I strongly believe it's going to be 2020, along with the Project Scarlet that's going to come out. Now, with dates, mm, you might be thinking maybe November or something like that. I don't think it's going to be early 2020, but it's going to be, you know, maybe later, later November-ish. Maybe yeah, I, yeah, I, they're not gonna gonna let... be, I think it's going to be a holiday item, to be honest, man. Yeah, they're not going to let xbox get too far ahead of them in this cycle they're not going to be like okay well we'll just wait until whenever you know they're going to want to be like right in there i don't know if they're they're the the switching off of the console arrogance as it goes between like we won this one so we're going to win the next one and then inevitably that company always loses the next one while the other one wins it Mm -hmm. so far but i think it has a lot to do with their uh if you what they've revealed so far about, oh, look at these PS4 games and look how much faster Spider-Man loads on the PS5 and backwards compatibility of PS4 games. That sets them up right in the spot with Last of Us Part 2 to push exactly that, uh, you know, you want an enhanced version of this game? Check this out. Yeah, but you know what? To be honest, for me, the, you know, like I think they'd have to do more to kind of sell me on that just because you can actually replace the hard drive in a PlayStation 4 Pro and then install their original software on a solid state. You could do that yourself if you wanted to get yeah. if you wanted to get that technical. You know, so that, yeah, I do it every time I go into the destiny menus and I sit there and wait for my items to load up for like a minute and a half. And I'm like, man, I wish I had an SSD in this thing right now. You can do it, man. You can do it. 
Yeah, I think about it hard sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right, though. You know, having that SSD and having, you know, getting that fast load, that's what everybody's been complaining about. But, you know, that's when it comes to these systems. Yeah, I mean, even on Xbox, you know, the loading times, you know, we, we all know we want those loading times that, uh, that, you know, PC has. Can we get to that next generation? Possibly. Possibly. I, I do believe that this generation is mostly going to be 60 frames, 1080p, you know. Yeah, this generation is going to be what PCs do now and what PCs will do, like, for the next six months to a year. And then it'll start to fall behind like they all do. But they'll definitely pull it up even with what people, what you see the YouTubers playing right now with that super buttery smooth frame rates and all that. Uh-huh. They'll hit that. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm thinking too, man. Because, uh, you know, we, we, we've come a long way. Con- us console players, we've come a long way. And for this next generation, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be, it, we're going to be right there with PC. But my thing is this. You know, when it comes to Google Stadia, we've seen what Google Stadia's got to offer. We we heard about the X Cloud. They showcased it at E3. You know, that's something that I, it seems like uh, it's starting to move uh, farther in advance, especially with mobile games. We already heard about mm-hmm. certain things that you know that's happening in mobile games. You know, and for Google Stadia to really catch people's eye like that. Nowadays, and I think they're coming out in November, I believe. Uh, I think uh, yeah, for the now. people that yeah, the people that buy that Founders Pack get to go in November, and everybody else starts up at some later date. I'm not sure exactly when. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me personally, I think it's a cool idea. I think it's really cool. You know, say if you want to load that AAA game that you're trying to finish, you're going out of town. You know, you can't just hold your, you know, your your system. You know you have something in hand that you can still continue to play, you know, that has your drive, you know, and have your games in there. Like me, for instance, me and Ronan, we're, we're Destiny players. We love Destiny. And uh, if we want to be able to jump in a raid or something like that, we can. All we got to do is go, you know, we got our tablet or phone or something like that. We can just jump in on Destiny and say, hey, guys, I'm here. Let's Let's get it. You know, I think it's gonna be it's gonna revolutionize the way we play games. You know, a lot I know a lot of people are afraid of it because they think, oh yeah, console's gonna go out. You know, that's gonna be the end. This is the last generation. I don't believe that, man. I, I really don't. Oh well, no, because it's still it's it's a technology that's still the, the requirements. Like you've heard people say before, the requirements of what they say you're gonna need thirty five down right to get the 4k 60 frame experience right now my internet connection i think i got like 60 down right now and so that should be almost double the requirements but just like last night when i was sitting here watching netflix and i was watching a 4k program it runs fine but every once in a while it'll 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 soften out you know the 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 fidelity of it will kind of go away and you know they have so much to prove with like yeah they've got their server farms everywhere but if it's a hit and you have a bunch of people signing in on it, how much load are they going to be able to handle? What are they going to be prepared for? Is it going to softly phase in? So people are going to have a bad experience. Some people are going to have a good experience. They really got to nail it from the start. But yeah, the thought of being able to get a game and even if like, I don't really buy disc based games anymore, but when I do, it's still the exact same. I had explained to a friend of mine not too long ago that, they said they only bought disc-based games, and I'm all like, well, that doesn't do you any good because you still have to copy the entire, let's say, 65 gigs off the disc. So either way, it's taken roughly the same amount of time to get the game from in your system to on your system to in your hands and playing. And if I could just sit there on Stadia and just like, oh, I really want to try out, you know, say like Anthem, right? And it's like, I really want to try this out. And then you're in there and you're playing it. Especially if they find some way to give you a trial where you can be like, oh, okay, that's awesome. Or, okay, this ain't so great. Mm-hmm. But so just to be immediately, just bam, right there. Like you're watching a streamer play a game. You're like, oh, dude, like this dude was playing uh, The Cycle the other day, right, on YouTube. And I was like, well, that's an interesting take on the whole BR thing. If I could just watch the YouTuber, like they say, because it's built on the back of YouTube's streaming platform, and just be like, all right, play it now. And then you're just in there, like, checking it out and playing it. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, me 
too. What's your take on it, Sergio? Yeah, no, I mean, I completely agree with the same thing. It's, I mean, if you can have things readily available when you want them, why not, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's what I've been trying to tell other people. You know, a lot of people like, I'm not sure about the streaming thing. I'm like, look, man, if they do this right, from what they're talking about, it's, I mean, it's going to run smoothly. But we're also talking about everybody's internet. You know, what's your internet looking like? How has your services been on your regular consoles? If you got pretty smooth internet, you should be fine, you know. I think a lot of people Yeah, it's in mm-hmm. they talk about people that are like out in the countryside that only have like for years, man, I would go down to my parents' house. They live like fifty miles away from me, like way out in the middle of nowhere, right? Mm-hmm. And for years I would go down there and they literally had like just like one down. It was you couldn't even get your phone to connect it's worth the crap out there, right? Much less a tablet or a laptop or whatever. And when I went down there this past Christmas, I was all like, oh, look, you got a smart TV with Netflix on it. Can you even watch that? And like, my dad's like, yeah, I got a hundred. And I'm looking at him like, dude, I live in the middle of like the one of the biggest cities in the country. And I only have 60. <laughs> you have a hundred way out here in the sticks, dude. It was like, so it's not, I don't think it's as bad as like the, the, the doom and gloomers are actually letting on. I think it's fine. I mean, honestly, the 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 console is clocked in. I think a little stronger than the current um, Xbox One X, and I think it's clocked in at ten point seven teraflops. Yeah. So once you get this thing going, man, it, it's a beast, you know. Um, and I, honestly, going back, I mean, yeah, I don't really, I I have, a, I can't remember the last time I actually bought a physical copy of a game. You know, I mean, I just. If you like playing one thing, flip back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right, it's better because I mean like I buy I buy um the games on on my console, you know. And cause if you think about it, you know, that next game that you want, that's the triple A title that everybody wants to get. And it, trying to get a hard copy and people get sold out, you know, nobody wants to stand in a line trying to get a copy of something that's gonna get sold sold out when you can just go ahead and the only concern that I have with with it is the bandwidth. And and I say bandwidth is because a lot of these consoles now, like you can do cross cross platform gaming depending on what game you're playing. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's the only time that I would ever question the bandwidth of the reliability, connectability to um to get the full stadium experience if that's what you decide to go with. Right. Like, especially if you're playing like a first person shooter and somebody's like hardwired into their console and they're playing it and they don't have the exact same like lag, maybe that somebody's just streaming solely may have if they encounter any kind of latency on the internet issues, whatever. Yeah. It's like, and yeah. I know they're both using the ups and downs, but it's still, it's like, that's like one extra step that you have to go through that the console player's not going through. By just solely relying on the streaming to do everything for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like to your point. Yeah, you're right because it's like you know, especially when we when we're playing Destiny, other people we're loading in and we're waiting at least about a minute or thirty minutes. You know, especially if we get to the point where we get say we get cross play in Destiny. You know, they they want to go to the next thing. It's going to be difficult and tricky, especially you got the Stadia, you got, you know, PC, you got Xbox, and you got PS4, and trying to, you're going to see the different loading times, and it's going to be like, it's going to be kind of weird. But I feel like, like say, mm-hmm. yeah, what I was going to say was, you know, I feel like that, uh, you know, once the new generation hits, we're really going to be able to see, okay, how is the Xbox, Xbox Scarlet? How is the PS5 able to really compensate and be able to compete with all the the other things like the PC and the, the streaming services, you know? Well, it's going to be, yeah, like, like for Destiny specifically, man, I sat there and I think about it. And I'm looking at that's basically going to be the PC version of Destiny that's running on like the Stadia. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm just horribly fascinated by that. Cause it's like, I want the 60 frames per second. And I want that wide field of view they got on PC. So I'm horribly tempted just to go out, you know, when we get out here and go buy the Founders Pack. 
and get in there early just to just to experience that, just to see what it's like as somebody that doesn't really own a PC outside of a laptop that's like 10 years old, you know? And it's like, but for now, yeah, they can't do that. But I think that that's why Destiny got in there so early is to set that up for, like they said, they could scale up Destiny as it is now onto that's the right. PS5 to run at that 60 frames wide field of view. And then it'll even out the playing field. But for now, I'm kind of like interested. It'll be sad, like not being able to bring your entire let's say clan and friends list over with you to play, but mm-hmm. it'll be cool to do. It really will be. And then they, they got a lot of developers on the project that, and they ask a lot of, a lot of studios come join us, you know, let's make a difference. Let's make new IPs and stuff like that. I mean, like a lot of people are afraid of it because they feel like oh, the state is going to take out PS4, or Xbox. But when you think not about it, it's, it's not, it's not even close. Cause it's, cause Everybody's been having Xbox and PS PS4, you know, for a long time. Nintendo Switch. They've been having Nintendo. Yes. They've been supporting all these these three big the three big big three for a long time, you know. And yeah, the last time I checked too, they uh, you can stream Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime and all these other things as much as you want. But every time I go to the store, I still see DVD and Blu-ray sections everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I could I could see myself. Um... Because you know, sometimes on the Xbox, I have man, I have a lot of people on there. So there's always someone that wants to join the chat, wants to hang out, wants to run something, play a game. Cool. The Stadia is at a price point where I can get it and leave it in a room where I just want to play one person style games. Oh, exactly. You know, you had a doctor's appointment. You can sit, whip your phone out or your tablet. You know, it's it's so cool that what it can do. That's what it sold me, and especially they was talking about when you're downloading a game, it's gonna be instant pop. You hit play now, you're there, you're inside already. Yeah, you're in it. That's the now. Did you thing. have you have you ordered it yet? I'm about to. I'm actually getting ready to order it soon. I'm definitely interested in treating, trying to get it. Yeah, it's like Sergio said too, man. That price point, even for the founders pack and. You know that nice looking little controller they have in that one. I'm just kind of like it's, it's it's just in the back of my brain, like gaining more and more like mind space and mind share like all the time. And I'm like, yeah, I need to go ahead and grab that and get on that because even if it doesn't pan out, even if it's something that's a flash in the pan, like Google has a bad habit of doing with things sometimes. It's still like for that price point, man. Why not give it a shot? Yeah, and that, and I and I'm telling everybody this. You know, I I've been telling give it a shot. You know, see if you don't like it. You know, that's fine. You know, you get your money back however you want to do. But definitely give it a try, you know. And it plus, it's such a benefit. It's like asking, and how many games do they say once you get the, the service? There's a, you know, there's a lot of games and stuff like that, you know. You know. There's, um, there is uh, Xenoverse, Doom Eternal, Darkseid Genesis, Wolfstein. Destiny 2 is included, the, uh, the collections included. Uh, Odyssey, Rage 2, uh, the Tomb Raider Trilogy, uh, NBA 2K, Elder Scrolls, Mortal Kombat 11, Division 2, Farming Simulator, which is actually really fun, um, and Final Fantasy and Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, Grid's on there as well. So there's a bunch of stuff already on it now, so it, it, it makes it, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it makes it a good investment. Hey, you know, now that you say that, man, it's like, when you're listening to the games, I was like, yeah, that's cool. Man, I could play that. I could play that. But when you said Baldur's Gate 3, I was like, you know what? That would be the perfect game right there for me personally to get on Stadia because it's like a big RPG kind of game. You know, going to be a single player thing. And the layout and the way those Baldur's Gate and Neverwinter games always work, I could totally see myself sitting somewhere just chilling out in the coffee shop or wherever with my tablet out just playing some Baldur's Gate. Hey, man, I just I just wanted to remaster um... – Skyrim in 4K. That's all I want. <laughs> I'm sure they will, man. New new platform, new Skyrim. I think that's how it goes. Yeah. But I'm I mean, they released it. I have it on the Switch, so, you know. Yeah, I like it on I have it mobile. Yeah. But, you know, something I am surprised that, that they're – they because I've seen at E3 that, you know, they at least – they they – released a trailer for like the uh the other skulls online, you know, the dragons are back, you know, so forth. But it's like 
everybody loves the Skyrim effect. Everybody loves Skyrim. Why don't you make? It's been too long since you've made you know a a single player version. You know, of Elder Scrolls. It's it's been too long. Yeah, you know. Well, we did get that little uh that little trailer that showed the nice uh, geographic scenery. And it said Elder Scrolls Six on it, and it was like, all right, coming after what is it, Starfield? Is that the name of that one? Yeah, Star. Yeah, it's it is com- Starfield. Yeah, coming after that at some point. That's still like far enough away. Still probably a good couple years out. That is yeah. kind of the GTA effect. Was like six, but there's not going to be a six anytime soon, and I don't think there's going to be an Elder Scrolls Six until halfway through this next generation, probably. Mm-hmm. And they just showed the scenery and all that stuff. But it's like it's like that's cool. Where's you know, give me some action. But you're right; they're probably still developing the game. That might not. We might not see that to maybe 2022 or something like that. Yeah, it's gonna be out there. Always. Yeah, because uh, you know, they know it's coming, but they don't have an official date or nothing, and not much um, not much things going on in it in that trailer. So I definitely think that's probably gonna be far out. But I can't wait to see it, you know, when it does launch. But, yeah, I'll be here. Oh yeah, but this the stadium thing, man, it's it, it's gonna be revolutionary, you know, how we play games. Yeah, I see it as a, I see it as a steal, man. You know, being able to go anywhere and play, and you going on a business trip, you you taking a a a, a trip, you know, you are taking a family trip, yo, you're at the airport, you got to take a plane. Something wherever you're going, you can have that with you instead of lugging all that equipment to go to your family's house and you know hook up to the TV. You don't have to do that when it's you know you got that there. So, oh yeah, because that's one of those things. Ever since I remember being in grade school, man, and it was like we had a like just a regular NES, right? And my dad liked playing like Tetris on it, real. Uh, like a whole lot and being a kid man i wasn't thinking about none of that stuff and i had like some buddies at school and i traded tetris to him for some other game uh-huh. and i remember i came home from school that day and he was already sitting there waiting for me like looking at me like where did tetris go and you know <laughs> the whole thing i don't think I, I got to play video games for a long time after that but uh as, ever since then every time something new comes out like i remember on 64 when uh, shadows of the empire came out and he came over one day and i i couldn't wait to show him I'm like look at this look how look how fucking Look how cool this looks, right? And it's so every console generation I've wanted to do, I wanted to take Red Dead down there because he's like a big Western fan. But I couldn't fathom unplugging all this crap out of my PlayStation, my TV, and all this other stuff just to take it down there to hook it up to like show him me as a cowboy riding around in a field. <laughs> Not worth your time. <laughs> but with Stadia, man, you could absolutely just like, oh, let me sign in on your TV and let's do this. Yeah, but the thing with that, it just it has to catch traction. People have mm-hmm. to get on board, otherwise it's just going to yeah. be a flop. We saw that with um, Sony had the, the PS1 Classic come out, and that flopped so bad that you can get them for $20 now at Best Buy. Man, I pulled up a Target Cartwheel yesterday just to see like what kind of deals they had on there and the only video game deal they had on there was 35 percent off a ps1 classic yes and i almost bit because i was like if it's only 25 bucks and you got 35 percent off of it that might make it worth my while just to go down there and just get it to just oh, play around I, with. I got it man i got it for the uh director's cut of resident evil man i, I love that franchise and it's really funny though some of the games are the european versions of the game which is really interesting <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a lot of people are put off by that, but it doesn't really bother me that much because the PS One was so long ago that every game that I think about on there, I remember through those rose tinted glasses. You know, I mean, <laughs> so it's like you know, I think it might have been even you, uh, P, that I was saying this to the other day. It was like Resident Evil Two Remake is a perfect example of a game that I put in and I played. And I'm like, oh my god, this is just how I remember the game. Mm-hmm. You know, but when you go back and actually play it, that's not the game you remember, right? Yeah. Exactly. But, exactly. But I couldn't, I, I couldn't tell if that was an alligator or a piece of cardboard, you know? No, I, I put in Tomb Raider not too long ago <laughs> on a PS1 to check it out, and I couldn't tell where she started and the level began. I was like, what is this I'm looking at? <laughs> but as far as, like, like the in that context where the where the PAL versions go, is like, I don't remember what the regular versions played like. I'm just... 
I mean, I might be hardcore on some games, but I'm not like hardcore about like how my games have to be as far as I remember. Well, right. that's like describing Resident Evil 2 to a friend before the remake came out and you're telling them all these great things you did. But then when you watch the gameplay, it's like very black. It's like watching Minecraft almost, right? Yeah, and then you put in remake though and you're like, there it is. That's it. That's right there. Oh man, look at that. Yeah, that's so that awesome. Is. That's the game. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and you know what's funny is, you know, that it seems like what Final Fantasy VII Remake, you know, it's just pretty much a reimagining of what you played when it was back on the, what was it, the PlayStation 1 and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's how your mind's eye remembers it. Mm-hmm. You know, and of course, it's going to be, it's going to be a little bit different. You know, it's going to be some things that you're going to be able to do that you really couldn't do in the game. Um from what, what I've been saying, you know, and even you better stuff that's just way better, but giving you that same old feel of it, you know. And you you go back I mean, to the old one, you're like, man, I I don't remember this. Yeah, did you ever play the, the Master Chief collection when you could toggle back and forth between the old game and the remake? And it was like, oh, yeah. oh, 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 these levels were sparse and empty. Well, I don't remember it being like this. I remember it being like this new version. Exactly. <laughs> I think Final Fantasy VII is going to have a there. The remake is going to have a big impact um, when it do when it do come out um, next year. It's going to have a really big impact. A lot of people. Well, it's fair because like back, I mean, back in the day, the, what were the best things about those? They were the cinematic cutscenes, man. Like, those were, you know, that was the best thing about it. Like you're playing with these Minecraft characters, basically, and then it switches to like this, like almost. Futuristic 3D looking stuff, you know, and and that was the best part. That's that's why I love playing those games, just because it, it was it kind of took you to another world almost. Oh, it was a journey, man. It was just it was those games back then were all about like you know, have you seen the cutscenes? Check out this cutscene, man. Hold on, the cutscene's coming up, and you would sit there with your friends and pass the controller back and forth just to play, so you could like show them this cutscene that was coming up. Oh, you got to see the cutscene. Oh, that cutscene's yeah. so amazing. Yeah, back then, man, the games, the games were so harder back then. You know, it really. I mean, I, you go back to playing Donkey Kong Country, you know, Mario, you know, the old Mario games, Mario: The Legend of the Seven Stars, which was one of my absolute favorite, you know, Mario games to this day. You know, if they ever made a remake of that, I'm definitely buying that. I'm buying the ultimate edition just to have that. Yeah, every game technically, uh, to speak in Destiny terms, every game sent you back to orbit then. <laughs> Definitely. But yeah, I mean, what what remake games you guys really want to see? You know? Mm. If you really think... Oh. Dang, that's a good one. Um, for me... I have to go with my favorite franchise, man. I have to see Resident Evil 3. Wasn't my favorite. Nemesis was not my favorite, but definitely I have to see it. Um, I, I almost I almost kind of want to see Resident Evil 4 remastered. Yeah. Because, I mean, that, that game was, it was epic, man. That was, that was way better than number three. That, that one was, was way, way better. better. Than, it, it's actually, I think, my favorite one. Resident Evil Four was it was amazing. You have, you have knife. It was like the fr- I, the first game that I remember that had the cinematic knife battle or interactions in the game. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that that was yeah. The interaction was very smooth. The gameplay was pretty good. I really liked the gameplay of, it, of number four. Then I did number three. Yeah, well, I'm gonna stay. I'm going to stay in the Capcom world, but I'm going to go sideways a little bit here. And I would absolutely give anything for them to do a modern imagining remake of Power Stone. Oh. Yeah. That would actually, actually be nice. That would actually be really good to see that. Man, it would be, i go back to it now. I'll pull out my Dreamcast every once in a while and throw it on and be like, dude, this game was just so fun. It was just the ultimate embodiment of like a 3d fighter with just that little extra sauce that you know you really can't explain to somebody these days about if i tried to explain it i just couldn't even begin 
to start. Uh, be like, I don't know, man. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, definitely, uh, what I really, I was always, a, I was always a Sonic fan. So, I, what I would really love to for them to remake, give me a Sonic Adventure Two Battle remake. I would be sad for life if I had that. That was one of my <laughs> favorites. One of my favorites. Give me that again, man. I would be happy. Uh, I would absolutely be happy with that. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because as I'm looking at it right now, this uh, shiner that I'm sipping out of this glass right now, the glass has a big pixelated eight big Sonic right on the front of it. <laughs> nice. I think I think they're busy working on fixing the movie before they'll do any remakes. <laughs> yeah, that, that movie was that movie looked like it was in the bushes, man. Sonic looked he looked crazy. He looked like, like a Digimon, not a Pokemon, a Digimon. <laughs> I said they gotta yeah. fix that. I said you are ruining my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was something, man. I was all like, mm, but now, just in some weird way, I'm like, well, once this movie comes out and you put this new Sonic in there, when you put the Blu-ray out, could I maybe just get a version with that old creepy Sonic in it? Just for, uh, you yeah, know? I'm sure they'll call it like the uncut version or something. Or yeah, my own personal nightmare usage. That's gonna be yeah. the deleted scene, the Five Nights at Freddy's version. <laughs> I mean, I just want to have it so I can put it on the background whenever I have company over and just make them uncomfortable. Oh, that would be a Five Nights at Freddy's. I can see that. You can uh, see that, right? <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, I mean, that was, ooh, that was just... Whew, that was just ugly. I just couldn't believe that. But, so, that is all we have today. So, you you guys, you know... I know that was that was a lot of topics, so that was pretty good. We we're gonna have we're probably gonna have some more topics uh, next week, next Sunday. You guys are up for it. We'll have a next show. Sunday. Yeah, because we didn't even hit on like Doom Eternal at all. Yeah, we hit on that, that yet. Yeah, and yeah, we're gonna get to all of the, that other stuff next week. So, any last words, guys, before we wrap this up? No, nah, I'm good, man. Doom Eternal. <laughs> Okay. I'm good, man. It was uh, it was good to get on here and uh, you know spread some knowledge. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So, guys, thanks for listening in, and definitely, if you want to check it out, I'll definitely have the links below. And make sure uh, you guys, all things Last City Radio, we're gonna have a lot more topics to talk about, and we got some special things in the works. So we'll get to you on that later on. But other than that, I will see you guys later.